Welcome, everybody. I'm Chris Miller, author of the number one best-selling book, Ready for Pre-Tirement, Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future. I'm so honored to be the host of this show called Ready, Set, Retire. But I think I'm going to change the name Retire to Refire. Since I'm seeing that a lot of people, they get halfway through their lives, they're beginning to recreate their lives and give back and create a purpose and ways that they can help other people Some people are leaving their eight-to-five jobs and creating their own businesses with their own passions. It's really exciting. But unfortunately, a lot of people seem to be laying awake at night wondering if they're going to have enough money to pay bills, let alone retire. Well, in this show, your vision will be transformed, and I will show you how to have safe money and a fabulous future. I've counseled thousands of individuals, businesses, and families over the past 23 years And I'm proud to say I have never lost a dime of my clients' money. And I've learned these secrets. They're really not secrets. It's just that people don't talk about them very much. But because pre-retirement, and pre-retirement means plan retirement early so your money, your health, and your peace of mind is there when you need it. There is so much information about that that I have to invite amazing people onto my show, which is such a great opportunity to learn from experts on how to have a fabulous future. And today, I'm so honored to have J.V. Crump III, J.D. He's, he has an um, MBA and a master's in psychology and is a best-selling author, certified business coach, Huffington Post columnist, national speaker, self-made millionaire, entrepreneur, strategist, and founder of CEO Conscious Millionaire Institute. The Institute provides global training, coaching, and masterminds to help entrepreneurs build businesses that both achieve a higher purpose with, with create higher profits. He is a visionary whose life is about uplifting the consciousness of business and improving life on the planet. He is also the director of Conscious World Foundation, a nonprofit that provides youth leadership training. I think that is so awesome. JV, it's so nice to have you on the show. Well, Chris, it's my honor to be here, and I'm really excited for us to have a great conversation and help all the people that are in your audience today. Me too, and I think you're doing such amazing things, and I really like the way that you have your give back built into your conscious, in your consciousness. In other words, it isn't well, just yeah, it's making an essential money, part. Right? A lot of a lot of uh, business models leave it out, or it's an add on. It's like, oh, it's something extra, but but <laughs> yeah. there's really a shift in consciousness that's been going on, and you know, truly, when you're giving back. You're getting more, and you're getting your word out there as well, so people learn about what you're doing. There's only positive, as I have this category I call only good can come from this. Only good can come from having a business that's intimately concerned not just about your customers, but about the world in which you live. Absolutely. That I mean, that to me is the bottom line of why I move and breathe and have my being. <laughs> that's it, right there. So... You've really dialed this in, and you've you've created a whole system of being conscious and being profitable, and it's really exciting. You have seven keys for growing a high-profit business. Well, that's that's true. Yes, and and what it really starts with, and 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 it's one of the most important things is to really acknowledge how great you are as a human being. Yeah. Yeah, that's and you know, and that's you know what's so fascinating is that people are born into the world and then they forget. They're almost born forgetting who they are, so they have to write, learn. It, it's true, and when we're like, if you think about when we were a little boy or girl, um, because one of the questions people have asked me is, well, what is it that's missing when you talk about something like visualization? What's missing for most people? And, I, and what's missing is that almost that, that naive, little, fresh mind 
uh, that willingness to be innocent and believe that anything is possible. And guess what? When you believe anything is possible, it is. Yeah, it really is. And there was something said in, in you have to become a child, right? There's right. something to that, right? Well, it was yeah. It was interesting. I was I was I was uh, describing, um, and you were talking about the Huffington Post column. Uh, when I got that and met Ariana, I described it to a couple of friends. I said, "I feel like a little boy. It's snowing outside, and I'm in Florida." And it's it's that little boy and little girl innocence that is where we find really the truth of how great we are. Because as we go through the years, unfortunately, for for nearly all of us. When we get to be an adult, we've had so many negative things said to us, and we've quelled that really great parts of who we are because someone said, oh, be quiet, don't talk about that. Or, you you know, believe uh, they've said something that made us feel not okay about what is truly our unique gifts. Yeah, you know, that's so true. And, and a lot of people, you know, when you're born and you're going through your life, they don't really even get that a lot of the voices in their heads, you don't have to believe everything you're hearing, especially if they're negative. So what you're showing people is really how to listen to their true voice inside. Yeah, your true voice, because um, I was I was doing a, a training yesterday and I talk about this concept of, that I have called the money purpose wound. And that really relates a lot to your greatness. So many people, you know, get that they have some gift, but then they don't feel okay about going out and using it as their vocation. And they get kind of confused. They go, well, I have this gift, but they don't claim their greatness, and they don't understand that, that that's the big clue, that whatever you're really great at, that's your vocation, whether you're going out and building a business, you have a career, um, that that's the path you should be on, and that if you're adding value to people through your greatness, that it's perfectly appropriate and right that they're going to give you value back because there must be an exchange of value in the universe. Right. So that's actually one of your your keys your, to acknowledge your greatness. And the true skills and passion that you have. Everybody has something that they're so deeply passionate about that it, right now, if, you're, if the listeners would just acknowledge at there's something that you enjoy doing so much that it's four hours from now and you realize, oh, my God, four hours passed and you feel like it was 10 minutes and you would do it for free because you enjoy it so much. And I go, yeah, that's a big clue. Like what if you did that for your business? What if you went out and you made your money doing something that four hours later you didn't even realize four hours passed and that you would do it for free? And I go, almost the joke is that someone really wants to pay you and probably pay you well because you're going to add so much value to them. Right. And that's part of acknowledging how great you are. And without that foundation, you really can't go forward to build a great career or a great business. That's right. You know, I I know a lot of people that might even be listening be going, they're so so been listening to the negative, you know, the, the voice that's, pessimistic or not very encouraging, right, it sabotages you all the time. So they're sitting there going, well, what's so great about me? You know, so people have forgotten. Why Why am I, they don't even know how to find that greatness. I think that's absolutely true. So why don't we give them a technique they could use right now? Perfect. Okay. So the first thing to do would be just to get out a paper and pen. Now, if you're driving, I want you to just listen to this and do it a little bit later. But a paper and pen or your computer, however it is you like to write notes and kind of journal, and put yourself in a place that's really pleasant for you. For me, you know, that's oftentimes out in nature, or it might be listening to some wonderful music that uplifts you, inspires, kind of expands your consciousness, uh, really puts you in almost a meditative you know, joyful state, and in that dreamlike state where you're just, you know, really allowing yourself to relax, write out all the things that you truly enjoy doing. Enjoy doing it, and and these are your deeper passions. I go, they're the things that are connected to your heart, you know, because the heart really begins that journey down into the purpose, which is the next part of of your greatness. But let's start with just your deeper passions and write out a list and then next to each each item on the list just write out what is it 
identify and acknowledge what is it about that passionate activity that you enjoy the most and how do you feel when you're doing it. Because when you feel harmonious, when you feel effortless, when you feel joy, those are feelings that tell you you're on the right track. And when you're doing something and it feels like you're in a battle, guess what? You are. And it's time to stop doing those things because those are not the things that you're great at and they're not the things that are going to bring you an uplifted consciousness or uplift your life, nor are you going to be in a great state to uplift anybody else's. So let's just start with a list of those deep passions that if you could only do of three or four things the rest of your life, and it might even be travel. I love to travel. Or maybe it's like you're great at cooking. You go, oh, but I could never make money doing that. I don't know. There's some chefs in New York that make a lot of money doing that and, and probably every city of the country. So I think it starts with identifying that deeper passion. That's the starting place. And then the next thing I'd like for you to do is let's talk about purpose for a moment. Now, I read a lot about purpose, and I have to say most of it made me feel really good but didn't tell me how to do anything. And I'm very big on how-to. I like concreteness. I like to be able to get a result. Right. And what I finally discovered is that it's almost like two sides of a coin, that one side is your purpose and the other side is the other part of it. And it's, a purpose is always outwardly directed. And purpose is always about a difference that you want to make for someone. It might even be animals. might be the planet. But it's a difference that you want to make. So the next thing is just write out a list of those differences that you would find a lot of enjoyment making for someone else or, or, or the animals or the planet. But there's a difference inside of you. And there's probably two or three that are really top differences. And and begin to sketch out some ideas of how you might do that. And when you put your passion and your difference together uh, that you want to make, you begin to identify really how great you truly are. And then there's just a third part I want you to do, and that's your strengths. Write out a list of those things, and here's the real clue. The strengths that are, are just natural to you. You know, you might have gone and gotten some training, Right. But before you had the training, maybe you still sang really great or you played a musical instrument or you were good at strategy or you, you just made people laugh or you were able to take uh, when there was conflict in the room and wow, by the time you talk to people three or four minutes later, everybody's forgotten the conflict and everybody's shaking hands and doing business together again. Write out the things that you, you do so well you don't even have to think about them. Now ask yourself, if you were to spend the rest of your life making your livelihood, doing the things that you were deeply passionate about and you were deeply passionate about creating a difference and you had strengths that helped you do that, first of all, how many more lives would you touch? How much happier and more fulfilled would you be? And then guess what? How much more money would you make and you'd be enjoying it and you'd be on what I call path. You would be on path. You'd be on your true north path. Great. Yeah, definitely. So passion plus the difference you can make can actually equal your purpose, from what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, a passionate purpose, and then what is it that you're strong at? Because when you bring those three elements together, you've got a winning combination. And they right. really define your true, unique greatness. Everybody has greatness, and we've, we just have to start by acknowledging it. Right. And And... That is a great exercise, and it really delineates what people can see. I really find in my life that the thing that motivates me is how I can help other people. Uh, I get way more energy from that rather than how much money am I going to make. So that is such a fueler to you know the inspiration. Well, I know when we met, you were talking about that, and actually I'd, I'd like to hear more about the ways that you're making a difference in people's lives because I know that that's something you're very dedicated to in what you're bringing forth to the world. Well, thanks. I, I'm, You know, it's, it's funny that you asked me that because what I find I do on my radio show is I spend I just promote everybody else. Well, let's promote it, you because okay. you have this radio show that's make, <laughs> reaching out and making a difference to everyone. So let's talk about the differences you want to make. Well, you, you know, I was kind of pushed into it, but but after you know a couple decades of seeing all my clients coming in and waiting till they're seventy and eighty to start planning, 
and a lot of them reaching into their pensions, and half of it is gone, and nobody told them about safe money and where to protect their assets and what legal documents to have. And and I actually seeing some clients coming in after the crash eating peanut butter and crackers. It's very right. sad. No, and that was that was sad. And now all they have is half a percent interest, right? Yeah. Right. Right. And now they're and then can never go back and make that money back. And so what I decided to do on that level was to take my business and put it in a book and give it away because I want to empower people to take back control of their money and understand how it works. So instead of some, because this is what would happen, I'd say, well, where's your retirement, Mr. Jones? And Mr. Jones will go, well, it's at the bank. And I go, where at the bank? They have no idea what and where their money is invested. But that is just the first level because to me, and a state of mind is what I call uh, uh, you know, peace of mind, or knowing that your affairs are in order. When your paperwork is in order, when you know your money is going to live as long as you do, it gives you what I call an estate of mind. Now, So I'm curious because, you know, I'm trained also as a tax attorney, so I love this area. Um, and I don't practice for the public. I just decided to build businesses. But mm-hmm. I'm curious, what do you think are the three top things that most people haven't done that they need to be doing today? Great question. That's exactly what I did in my book, Three Secrets. Well, they're not secrets, but the three main things that I noticed are protection of assets from long-term care, nursing home costs, and the Great Recession. So, number one, Long-term care is a catastrophic illness. Seven out of ten people over 65 end up in a convalescent home. You know, it's interesting because my dad passed away three years ago, and he had Parkinson's for ten years. Yikes. Fortunately, we had assets. We had income. But we also had a long-term protection policy um, that only part of it got utilized, but it was there that would have paid. He was there, uh, had a stroke, was in the facility for 100 days and I think eight days, so we had to pay for the eight days. But he had a program, a plan in place that was going to take care of that. And I kept thinking, wow, we're fortunate because we have the six, 7000 a month. We, we have those assets. But yeah. what does the typical person do? I spent a lot of time thinking about that. How can the average person possibly afford eighty to $100,000 a year just for one of them to be in a facility, and that's before they get clothes or anything else. Oh, my, yeah, well, that's it right there. And I'm going to tell you, quite frankly, I, I, my parents are kind of like the nightmare in my business because, you know, the, the costs are way different when it really gets down to it. You know, a million dollars is not a lot of money. So my parents did not have long-term care, and my mom ended up having cancer. And it was really the look on her face that empowered me with this passion to be out there. Because she came up to me, she handed me this piece of paper. She had this big tear in her eye. And she said, maybe this will help your clients. And this is how I can stand here right now and not start crying. Because when I looked at this paper, I started to cry. Because it was a bill from Stanford Hospital for five days of chemo for $90,000. And uh, I understand. <laughs> you got it, right? And the chemo was like five days every month for a year, so that was a million dollars. Her home care was $15,000 a month, and they didn't have long-term care. So my dad said to me one day, well, honey, looks like you're going to inherit a million dollars. And then a few year, years later, he said to me, and I said, Dad, don't worry about us. You guys use your money. It's for you. you know." And he goes, few years later, he goes, well, you might get something. And the point was that the long-term care insurance is the dream way to go because basically it lets you stay in your own home and it protects your assets from spend down. So that is really, that is like number one of the three things that we're talking about. And the second one. What's number two? Yeah, I want to hear about that. Okay. The second one is... um, Protection of assets from market risk. Now, I'm a financial planner. I've been one for 23 years. But I'll tell you what, it wasn't. It took me 20 years to actually find a product because they hide, let me say hide, they try to train planners. The market is the way to go. You've got to risk your money to make money. You've got to gamble it. Well, 
that mindset or that model was great for my dad. But in the world that we're living in now, the stock market model's broken, and it's going to be disastrous. Well, and it, and it is broken because you and I both know that half a percent interest rates is not normal. Right. And that when they go back to 4%, which is normal for the Fed, that the current stock market has no choice but to pull back 20 30% or more. Yeah. It doesn't right. have a choice. And the real estate's going to do the same thing. It has to because the mortgages are going to go up. JV, it's and and, and it's going it. to happen. It's it's, abs- it's just that right now when you've got a half a percent interest, that's no place to park money. So all the money's going in the market, but it's artificially higher than it should be bases the productivity of the companies. Thank you very much. You you just said it beautifully, and yeah. that's why I'm. A and big we have to be concerned about that because what happens when you lose twenty, thirty percent in another year, and then then what do people think about the market if we've gone through that a second time? But it's right. coming. It's right. coming. It's guaranteed. It's very coming. soon. Very soon. And and I'll look at my. In fact, JBI I spoke in Washington D.C. to the U.S. Government Financial Officers Association. These are the budget and treasurers of our government, not the politicians, and they handle billions and trillions of dollars. And I, I spoke there, and I looked them in the eyes, and I said, okay, how many of you are ready for pre-retirement? And maybe 2% raised their hand. And then I said, well, what are you doing differently than 2007, 2008? And everybody looked at me like the deer in the headlight because nobody's really prepared and that's why I'm a big fan of equity index annuities with income riders. I got I show people what I've done. I've got my money out of the stock market and I'm in an equity index annuity. I roll it over, it pays me ten percent of the new money I put in and get ready for this. It adds seven percent interest compounded for an income I'll never outlive. How about that? So it sounds like the first step is you better be planning for the possibility because the probability is there something's going to happen to you or your partner that's going right. to require some expensive medical care. Right. So you have and, the you have the long term care, you have the safe money assets, and then uh, as an attorney, I'm sure you know the right paperwork. Right. I'm, right. People don't really get that. That will is going to take them to probate, probate's courts, courts take attorneys, and attorneys take right money. And they right. don't need to do that. They can leave their estate directly to their family without any middleman. Right. Everybody needs a living trust if they have any assets at all. That's right. And and the, and that and those are the things that I love to share with people. And my goal really is one step beyond that, which is a little similar to yours is creating a foundation to help children and and feed people that don't have food and be able to help people with alternative health insurance and um, you know things that they're not able to get. So um, I'm really inspired to be able to share what I do, have wonderful people on my show like you, and be able to connect with, with millions of people. Well, let's talk about the second key then, because this is, this ties right in. If somebody wants to be successful, they've got to have a success mindset, and that success mindset is going to play out in their finance. It's going to play out in the business they build. It's going to play out in them planning to be successful 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. Right. You know, right. Uh, because it was very interesting. I, I go and I speak to, uh, to youth, uh, and uh, last year I did uh, – I think it was five five uh, presentations to an inner city youth, uh, inner city uh, high school, twelfth uh, graders, and we were talking about this very thing. And it was interesting that I'm explaining to them because I'm so excited, and they didn't really want to hear about this part. They didn't want to hear about the part that I said, if you would just save your money for the next five years and put two thousand dollars away from your job and had ten thousand dollars, I'm showing them. How how wealthy that that alone? Forget that they're going to do more things. Mm-hmm. Could make them at sixty five, you know, and yeah. and probably part of what you have to deal with with entrepreneurs. What I do is I get everybody thinking about where do you want to be? What does success mean to you? First off, it's different mm-hmm. for everyone, and where do you want to be with your life, your business, and your position in that business three years from now? Now, once we know that, we can start making some plans about how you really want to build your business. 
and then you can have then you got to shift your mindset so that you're expanding your consciousness about what is actually possible and then what's possible for you and then shifting those beliefs to get in alignment with those goals that you have and it's the same thing that you're working with is helping people understand that you can't just live for today because the truth is you want to live for tomorrow because you want to be here tomorrow and you better plan for it right and, and that's and true with an entrepreneur planning for their business to grow and where it's going to be in three years. It's true for where they want to be in uh, in 30 years. That's why I also have a, a chapter in my book called Financial Freedom because most people who make that million end up losing it. Exactly. Because Great they haven't point. they haven't changed their habits at all. That's right. They haven't right. they haven't done the things that are going to allow them to take the money and build wealth. Instead, right. they 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 lose it or they use it up. Yeah. or they have bad habits, or they still spend. You and I both know how many wealthy people, especially I think California probably gets the worst part of this, um, the people who might make $10 million a year, but then they go bankrupt, and you go, how do they do that? Yeah. How do people go bankrupt on $10 million a year? Well, because right. they spend twenty. Right, right. Yeah. They weren't taught. Yeah, a 10,000-square-foot home didn't seem big enough, so they got a 20,000-square-foot home. Crazy. Right? Well, well, One well, rolls yeah. wasn't enough, so they got a fleet of them. Right, right. Right? It yeah, becomes yeah. insane, and it, all that is is bad yeah. habits. Correct. Exactly. It's bad habits, so you've got to develop a good success mindset, and you've got to develop a mindset that's going to get you in the right habits. And the habit is every every month something goes away into savings. It's put right. aside. It's never even used. It's not part of your budget. Right. And, you know, that that's an amazing point. I don't, I don't remember the statistics, but it is something in – uh, every, the people that I don't know, a huge percent of people like forget win the lotto ticket. How fast that that money? Yeah, I think almost all of them have it lost within a few years. And, yeah, and that's people like who win years. twenty million dollars, right. and you go yeah. like, right, <laughs> right, right. Hey, this yeah. is a good opportunity for our listeners and those of you that just jumped in. You're listening to Ready Set Retire. We're calling it Refire and Create Your New Life. And we have my good friend J.V. Crum, who's going to share. He's sharing amazing things. J.V., you have um, a special gift for everybody today. I do, absolutely. Um, I have a best-selling book, Conscious Millionaire, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference. And what I've made is a couple of chapters in that into a 60-page book called Conscious Millionaire, The Formula for Creating Wealth. I want to give you that book filled with exercises, and you're going to get a free membership for life in my Conscious Millionaire book club where you're going to get videos that will tell you how to utilize the information to create the results you want. I want to give that to you completely free. It's at ConsciousMillionaire.com forward slash the word radio because you're listening to this on radio. It's ConsciousMillionaire.com forward slash radio. I want to give all of that to you so that you can start moving your financial life forward. Great. Nice one. Nice gift. Um, okay, so everybody go there and get that. And if you're driving, this is going to be able to, you'll be able to replay this too, so you can get there. Okay, so, you know, you you say success is not an accident. So that kind of leads into your, your, your third well, key. You well, you need a formula. If you're going to go bake a cake, there are certain ingredients that you need, and you need to put them in in a certain direction. You don't bake it, and then add add the egg, right? right? The egg doesn't get added on top. The egg gets added in the batter. Right. And when I was 23, my father's company was basically bankrupt. I had just finished my master's in clinical psychology. And uh, my dad said, will you come work with me? And, and I love my dad deeply. Uh, it wasn't what I'd planned to do because I grew up in a family where we had all kinds of financial challenges, and I had interestingly connected because we always connect things to our environment and our experiences. So interesting, here I am, an entrepreneur, and all I do is work with other entrepreneurs, helping them build their businesses. However, at that point in time, I had it connected in my mind that the last way you made money was as a business owner because I grew up in a family where, you know, if we had a freeze, we had orange trees, you know, I knew Christmas wasn't going to bring a lot. Right, And I knew when I went to the grocery store with my mom and I was five years old not to ask for a candy bar because we didn't have the money. You know, right. you, and, and they told me that directly. Don't ask for that. All we're getting is what's on the list. Right? right? And I decided I want to live that way, but my dad was having all these problems. And so I said, okay, I'll, 
I'll I'll come and I'll work with you for six months. And I thought, you know, we'll see what I can do. And, and it was kind of like duck to water. I really enjoyed it. And I turned around a, a company that was just, you know, falling apart and bleeding cash uh, in a year. And most most of most of the major changes I made in the first three or four months. And then when I looked back and I was writing this book, I said, okay, I got I got to figure out. You know, sometimes you have success in life, but you're not exactly sure how you how how it happened, right? right? But I knew that if I was going to teach other people to do what I had done, that I had to figure out what were the steps I was taking. And I realized there were actually only three steps, and I was just taking them day after day after day after day. And here are those three steps I want to give them to everybody. And in fact, these three steps, the formula for creating wealth I'm going to talk about, are gone into much more depth into that free book I want to give you at ConsciousMillionaire.com forward slash radio. So here's the proven wealth formula that I teach. The first step is conscious. You've got to wake up both to what's going on inside of you, and that includes who you are, what your values, what your habits are, and what's going on around you, and that's the environment, that's the opportunities, that's the customers, that's what everybody else is doing in business. But beyond that, you must become conscious of these three things. First of all, you must you must choose, and I'd like for you to choose right now, 30 days from today, 30 days from hearing this, what is one specific measurable result that you are committed to achieving, and it's the result that will make the biggest difference in your business and life. Second, who you've got to become conscious of who can help you get there. I'm telling you, it's relationships that make right. business. Every, I've, I'm, you know, I, I sat down about a week ago and I looked at everything that I had accomplished so far this year. You know, evaluating where are we, where are we headed. Every one of my accomplishments had resulted from someone I either already knew or someone I met. Right. N- none of them were solo. Not at all. No. You don't become wealthy. You don't change the world. You don't make a big difference alone. It's not a solo journey. Right. It's it's a relationship journey. So now you need to look at, well, who do I need on my team to help me get to this result, which is another way of asking what, what skills do I not have, but I need them. Right. And somebody else has them or somebody else has a contact. And then the third thing is to become conscious, well, of all the options of how I could go forward, which one seems to be the best? So you might want to evaluate two or three options for how you get to that 30-day result. So that's the first the first part of the formula. The second step is to become focused. Now, a lot of people think that focus is just a mental thing, but actually, as important as your mind is, the HeartMath Institute has found that the energy coming out of your heart being focused is 5,000 times stronger. And we all know that your body's got to be ready and focused and healthy, or you're not going to be able to achieve anything. So it's really focusing your mind, your heart, and your body 100% on this very specific one result that you're going to achieve in 30 days. And now we talk about the actions. And this is where a lot of entrepreneurs and people in their finances, there's so much written about, oh, you've got to take massive action. Well, I agree, but massive action that isn't laser-focused consciously, it's not conscious-focused action, could be going down the wrong alley. Right. It could be going backwards. You've got to first get conscious of where you're headed and highly, completely focused on it. And then here's the three parts of, of action. The first is list out all the actions that you're going to need to take in order to get to that 30-day result. Second, look at, well, what order? What order should they be taken in? And third, when should you start each one of those? Sometimes something else has to happen that another person has to do. Sometimes an environmental thing, it needs to be the 20th of the month before you send out an email because that's when people would be more receptive in your group, right? Mm -hmm. Or you need to get past the holiday or you're waiting for the holiday and leading up to it. So sometimes there's external events that need to occur, but you need to know all the action steps, what order and when you need to take them. And now you just now is the massive part. You take massive, conscious, focused actions, actions aligned 100% with that specific 30-day result, and you are going to magnify your results two, three, four, five times what you would have 
if you just meandered down the path not knowing where you were going. Exactly. Boy, I can testify to that because in becoming an entrepreneur, the first beginning, you know, creating another business and not knowing really how to get there, it's so easy to get distracted and go down rabbit trails and it's like being on, you know, Facebook and going here and going there, you just get too distracted. And, well, exactly, and we right? have, I, you know, the. I think everyone's probably heard the phrase "shiny objects." Yes, you know, exactly. And and, and exactly. we're on the internet today, you know, twenty four seven. I mean, I have my iPhone sitting, you know, it's charging next to me on the bedstand. I wake up at three in the morning and I'm checking, you know, my uh, my apps. Uh, I'm looking at my in my email from the company. Uh, I'm looking to see if anything came in I need to deal with. I'm answering an email and it's three in the morning. You know, <laughs> right. this is the world we live in. Right. And if you don't take some control over how often you look at your emails, you know, granted, I do look at them at three in the morning. You know, yeah. because some things may have come in from a different time zone. And I have people, I'm doing a training right now, I have people in Australia, they're in my training, in, in my webinars, you know, and they're on a completely different time frame. So last okay. night I'm I'm texting them back at 10 o'clock at night and they're, you know, they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and I'm thinking of going to bed. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is the world we live in. At the same token, while I'm at my office, what I've learned is I chunk out time frames and during that time frame, I don't go surfing on the internet. I stay focused on the result I'm going to achieve by 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock. You know, when we complete this interview today, I've got one more call. I've got a whole lot of work that's got to be done on my whiteboards. Now, I'm a whiteboard guy, so I'm going to recommend to everybody that they have, if they're at all visual, I'm talking to you from my personal office in Conscious Millionaire, and my office has three walls that I'm looking at, the two, one in front of me, the two to the side. We had a meeting in here today, a marketing meeting, and there are four by six whiteboards. And then I take datum and I take pictures of them with my iPad and everybody automatically gets a copy of all the whiteboards we did. Uh, And that's how I stay focused is that I have time slots and during that time I only do that. You know, and somebody calls me on my cell phone if I'm not expecting it. You know, I think that we have this crazy idea that somebody calls you and it's a complete interruption of what you're doing and somehow you have an obligation when you have you don't have anything scheduled with that person. Let it right. go to voicemail. It's okay if you listen to it 40 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. The world, world's not going to end, probably. Right. You know, if it's right. the person you're in love with, well, make a decision. But you might even tell them, hey, I'm working on something till 5. Unless it's an emergency, don't call me. Right. And because so much productivity, I bet the average person loses two to three hours of productivity every workday just being distracted. What if you took that two to three hours and utilized it making money? That would make a huge difference. Right, exactly. And then don't you think, you know, your priorities, see, people don't really, they don't really, if you don't know exactly how to get down the road, you're not really going to have the roadmap. Well, and, I, I, and I, I'll give you, give you the, uh, the productivity system that I teach. Uh, the productivity system I teach is you start your day with a purpose, which is very different than starting with a to-do list. You don't start, you don't have a to-do list. I start my day with a purpose, and then all those things that I'm doing, there's no more than three priorities for my day. I have not met anyone who can truly address more than three absolute priorities. And then for each priority, there's some result that brings what I call an ROI, so an identifiable result that's going to help my business grow. And only when I know that do I choose the action. So it's conscious of my priority mm-hmm. I've got the, uh, and the result that I want. I get highly focused on that, and then I ask myself, what are the fewest number of actions I can take to get there? And I map those out, and I check them off as I get them done. That's great. That's that's That was a gift my dad gave me, and he would say, well, just write out three. He'd say three to five priorities a day, do what you can, and then you cross it off and carry it over to the next day. <laughs> and it really does. And, keep, and that's exactly what I do, and I, I have a... I, I, it's Moleskins, the brand. I highly recommend them. I'm, I don't get paid to to promote them, but it's so great. I have this Moleskin book, and it has one. I use one page per day, and then if something doesn't get done, because the truth is, you know, at the end of the day, there could have been some things that came up. Because I go, this is my eighty percent plan, but twenty percent is I got to leave for the emails and stuff that I do have to check. 
Right. You know, uh, and I may get offered, you know, to do a, an article or something for someone, and I have to respond to that. Um, and if anything isn't done, then I, when I plan the next day, then I think about, okay, what are my priorities for today, and where does this fit in? Because I can't leave it behind. You know, none right. of, none of your results can be left behind. Somehow you got to deal with them. So what's right? a moleskin? What's a moleskin? Moleskin is a brand. Oh. Uh, there, it's called Moleskin, and it's a brand of bound books. The, the ones I have are 240 pages. They come oh, in different color boundings, yeah. and they're wonderful quality. It's incredible oh. quality. Oh, I see. So you just keep yeah. Keep and it so all I actually carry that around with me because uh, part of me lives in an electronic world. I use uh-huh. my Google Calendar and everything. All of our calendars and you know and my company are interrelated, so people can see what I'm doing, and I use different color codes. You know, like being on being on a show like this, that's a red, so that it's sitting there. And the only thing that's red is when I need to be on a show, a podcast, you know, some important event that I've got to call someplace, right? right. And it's gold if I have to leave my office. So I go, okay, that's a gold. I'm supposed to be out of my office. You know, tomorrow I'm speaking for lunch, so that's a gold. But right. then when I look at it, it's just it's an automatic visual. You know, uh-huh. if I'm having group meetings, they're green. Right. Because I figure we're going to make some money if we're having a group meeting. Otherwise, why are we having one? Right. I mean, that's the way I look at things. <laughs> no, right? I know. So I, I do the same I want to color code green right. means I'm going to make money. That's and if we're going to spend too. the time in a meeting, we better get some results or we just shouldn't have the meeting. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. That's the you same. Know? I use the same codes. Man, really? Bad. Yeah. Yeah, the red just like means I can't miss this. No. It's a call with somebody. I've got an, another yeah. interview in the tomorrow morning at 8. Well, I don't... Want to think that that eight o'clock is I'm working on a project, and if I started it at eight fifteen, it'd be okay, which it right. would, right? But it's not okay if you're starting, you know, a live radio in particular. Uh, right. It's not okay to show up fifteen minutes because that's about all you got to begin with. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you, those those kind of scream out at me, so I'm sure to get there. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. So so then you then you go on down. And and you talk about developing a profit vehicle. Right. You've got to be absolutely crystal clear of what is, you know, that's really the question of what business are you in, right? Mm-hmm. And at any given time, you may be able to work on one service and one product, but you can't work on everything. And is your business primarily about products? Is it primarily on the Internet? Is it digital? Is it speaking? Uh, you know, what is it that it what is the 80% that's going to bring you your money, right? Think of it that way. Just make it very simple. What is the way you're going to have your profit at, uh, on the bottom line of your business? Where did that revenue come from? And it can't be a shotgun. It can't be all over the place. In fact, the less things you do, the more money you're going to make as a small business owner. All you need oh. is one or two great products, and you just need to sell them a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You don't need 20 products. You you need to really be high, highly focused and go out there, find out within the purpose that you are here for, the difference you want to make with your company. Go out there, and as I teach my clients, I go, you aren't the one who makes the offer. Because that's what everybody thinks. Oh, they sit around, they want to map out all these different offers they can make. And say, it's not it's not your it's not you that makes the offer. It's your customer. And the customer, when you interview them, I survey a lot, and you find out what is it they want. What what are the different uh, items they want in a product, for instance? I have them create my products for me. You know, how long do they want a video or an audio? Uh, what topic do they want? Uh, I give them, I'm creating a product in July, and I sent out a survey. I had 89 people fill it out. And the way I did it is I said I'd give it to everybody who filled out the survey. Oh, that's right? great. Yeah. So I gave them 17 topics, and I said, choose the eight that you most want. Mm-hmm. Right? And so right. they could vote on all of them. I right. left it so they could vote. I gave them six um, different titles, and I said, rank them so that I could. And I found that there was a second one they liked a lot, so we're going to create another product later with that second title. But they titled the product for me. Then I said, we're wow. going to have some videos. And I let them choose 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes. How long do they want the videos? By the way, they wanted them 15 and 10 with second. So 
So guess how long our videos are going to be? They're going to be 15 minutes because that's what they told us they wanted. And then I gave them a laundry list of, well, which of these things would you want in the product? And I told them the price of the product was $100. I said, I want to make the best business product there is for $100. And they literally told me what to put in it, uh, what all the different elements they wanted in the product, how long they wanted the videos, how many different videos they wanted, and what to call it. And I got all that in five questions. Now That's I can go make brilliant. the product. They told me the offer. Now all i got to do is just go back and give that to the marketplace. They already told me the offer. They know what they want, not me. That's brilliant. Now that's the way to do it. That's great. Yeah, and that's what I teach my clients is that you go out and you survey the marketplace and the marketplace will tell you the offer and then you just turn around and offer it back. Because you and I both know if you walk into a restaurant and they offer you exactly the meal that you wanted to buy, you're going to buy it. Right. But who knows that meal? Not them, you. Mm Mm-hmm. And you waste all kinds of time and energy as an entrepreneur when you're trying to figure out what might be in somebody else's head. You know, this would be like, let's bring it down to a relationship. Let's say you're in a relationship and it's uh, coming up uh, Christmas. Now, there are two ways you could handle Christmas. You could make up something, and maybe in the relationship you know the other person well enough that you can guess, or you could ask them to give you a list and, and have a surefire win so that on Christmas morning you have a good Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Right, because you right. gave them the gift they wanted, and what else would you want to do it anyway? But give them the gift. The same thing is with your customers. Exactly. You want to give them the product they wanted, right? And they know, exactly. not you. Exactly. Exactly. Right. That's that's the way. That's brilliant. That's the way you're supposed to. do And so it. you have to have a profit vehicle that's laser. Go back to the conscious, focused action. It's got to be laser focused. Mm-hmm. And you only need a couple of great products as a small business owner. And then you you might have two or three levels of the product. Mm-hmm. But how many, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk about a brand that I happen to love, uh, Lead Pages. We're using Lead Pages. And, um, and, and uh, uh, they produce landing pages. They only have one product. Now, they've got different versions of the landing pages, but you buy the product at three different levels, depending on how much of it you want. Do you want to be able to split test it? Do you want phone support? Things like that. They are on fire. They've only been in business a, a year and a half, and they were already at six, seven million in revenues in, in January this year after just 12 months. Why? They knew what the market wanted. I guarantee you they didn't make it up. Mm-hmm. Right? And then they just went out and offered it, made it, and they offered it. And they initially only had two levels, and they recently just added a third level for another couple hundred dollars. We were one of the first people to buy it because we were already sold on the product. And go, yeah, we want the next. Now we're going through training modules that are really, you know, certainly worth the two hundred dollars and more. But all they have are three levels. That's all it takes to be highly successful. The thing is, you don't need ten products, and hopefully they like one. Go out and figure out the one they want by asking, and build that one. Right. Stay lean. And sell a lot of that one product. Right. And what you just drilled down into is really, that's the whole art of it right there. And and that tip that you just shared with it, that could have saved me years. I spent years looking, who's my ideal client? You know, trying to find and and really not knowing how to even design a survey, even to ask the questions. Because right. you have, there's a really an art to that. That's a really great tip. Very good one. So, well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, because I mean that'll that'll cut off years off of someone, you know, trying to wade through all the things that are coming at them when they're creating their business. So, that right there is a, a takeaway, definitely a tweetable, <laughs> <laughs> tweetable, tweet it out. So definitely, I'm and I encourage everybody that's listening today to tweet this show out to your friends or anybody that you know that might like it. JV, you really have a nice program here, and they need to, you know, to find out more about it. Again, why don't you tell them again? You've got the free offer, and then you can also tell them. Yes, about what your I want to do is give them my free book, Conscious Millionaire: The Formula for Creating Wealth. We've been talking about the conscious focus action, but this takes you down and gives you coaching exercises, and it gives you access to my book club, 100% free forever with training videos of how you're going to be able to put this in action. And you just go to conscious millionaire.com forward slash radio 
and it'll be waiting for you. Just sign up and you'll, you'll get all of that absolutely free with my compliments because my goal is to help at least a million people become true, bona fide, financial conscious millionaires who are changing the world and creating their wealth that way. So the more people I can touch, the more people I can help go down that path. And my vision is that we're going to have an incredibly shifted world because there's so many of us are seeing that it's not about the money grab. That right. getting rich is not about how do you get people to give you more. It's about how do you give more. And because you give more value, and as we've been discussing, the value they particularly want. And that right. value, guess what, starts with your purpose because you built the whole business based on a difference you wanted to make. And then you go out and find out people who out there wants the difference I want to make. If somebody doesn't want to build their business with honesty, with integrity, with consciousness, they don't want the world better off, guess what? They're not going to come to Conscious Millionaire. And you know what else? That's fine with me because that's who I am. That's why I'm on earth, and I know that, and that's the people I want to help. I want to help people who see a better world out there, and they want to contribute to it. And what I'm heartened is that I'm finding that's a lot of people. Well, you know, it's fascinating. I'm, there's like a almost like a trend happening with. Uh, it's a huge shift that has happened, yeah. especially in the last ten years. Correct. I can remember I was living in Boulder in 1999, and it had the at the time the highest volume Whole Foods store in the, it, that existed. Uh-huh. Now I've been to the one on Columbus Circle in New York, and I don't know if that's the highest volume, but I'd be really shocked if there's another one higher. They have 50 checkout lines. It's uh-huh. really my, it's uh-huh. it's pretty amazing yeah. how you could have 50. Well, they're in line where it's like each it's like a little alley you go down, and you come and you get in this big line, and then you go into you know one of these four, three or four numbered things where they have a person standing there, and then in each little alley you go down, there's maybe 10 checkouts because they're on both sides. I mean, it's pretty amazing. You can actually check out in about 10 minutes, and you get in the line, you're going, oh, my gosh, the line's halfway around the store. <laughs> and it's in the basement in Columbus Circle with the, where uh, the Lincoln Center is. Uh, but at any rate, I was in Boulder, and uh, Whole Foods was, you know, and Boulder, you know, is pretty much known for what's true. It's kind of a granola place, right? Right, where, right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't leave there once for six months in a row because it's only 40 minutes down to Denver. And everybody go, well, why do you want to go down to Denver? And I'd think about it for a minute. And i go, yes, I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. And they bought up the land about three or four miles outside of Boulder. And so it's kind of referred to as the kingdom of Boulder. So, you know, it's definitely a world into itself. Um and my joke is they don't let you out till you become an environmentalist. Once you become an environmentalist, you can leave, you know. But they're not letting you out till you become an environmentalist, right? Yeah. But, yeah. And so I was eating all organic, working out nine hours a week, you know, super healthy. Right. But it was an unusual place. That's my point. That was yeah. 1999. Only yeah. the granola people went to Whole Foods for the most part, right? Right. right. Today, yeah. it's about as mainstream as you could get. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. You know. And you've got Trader Joe's that's that's expanding like crazy, you know, which is everywhere. Yeah, Yeah. we just got one. It's a mile from my office. I'm there every day. I love Trader Joe's. Yeah. Um, And these things are household names. Right. Right. And so I think what's happening is this whole consciousness movement is people are waking up, Mm -hmm. and especially when we went through the financial, I think that did a lot. The the whole collapse, the Great Recession, did a lot to wake people up. Why am I going every day to a job I don't like? And now I just lost half my money in five months. Exactly. Exactly. And now the fad is if if you're just all about money and you just want to make a million dollars so you have a big car or a new house, you're like ostracized because it's about giving back and sharing and creating a better world. So that's the only way you're going to be allowed to make, you know, that's really the integrity of it. So. Well, and I think what's happening is that people are realizing that, uh, as I as I say, where does wealth come from? It's not a static pie. It's dynamic and it's ever-expanding because wealth comes, true wealth, um, comes from adding value. And there's 7 billion of us on the face of the earth, and there's no limit of how much value we can add to one another, and therefore there's no limit to how much wealth you can make or I can make. I'm not taking someone else's. You're not taking someone else's. 
and the people listening on this broadcast are not taking anyone else's. And right. I think people feel kind of guilty, like, oh, it's like they're buying into this uh, Newtonian kind of physics world where there's only so much wealth out there, and if I get more, someone's going to starve to death. No, actually, if you're adding more value to the world, somebody else is going to eat better. Right. That's, That's the truth. Awesome. And so it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy taking a great vacation or or getting on a jet and it's wrong to get on the jet. No, none of those things are true. The question is, are you living in harmony with the rest of the world? I think that's the big question. Absolutely. You know, does your life make sense? And I talk about the triple win, you, others, and society winning together. When you're building your business and your finances and your life, and you realize that the person sitting next to you or the person in the car next to you on the road is truly just as important as you are, that we're all human beings on this journey, that's a huge shift in consciousness right there. Absolutely. And then the way you treat those people will become differently because you're really talking to yourself. And you Exactly. Know, and you're realizing that when you're doing a deal with someone, you know, I just uh, brought on another person this week uh, to help out with the marketing because so much is going on. And, you know, I cut it. He's going, wow, this is a great deal. And I go, yeah, I know. The reason is that I learned a long time ago that no deal is a great deal unless it's a great deal for everybody. And when it's a great deal for everybody, everybody's also going to win at a higher level because who's going to be motivated? The person who's getting a piece of the action and they're really happy and they're excited about what they're doing or somebody who's got a cap. I, I laugh when – and it especially happens a lot in large corporations because they have so many people they don't exactly know what to do about this. And so they've got this whole ceiling mentality. You know, this job should only pay 40000 That person should never make more than that. I'm going, well, what if you opened it up and they could make sixty, and you found ways they could add more value to your company? Right. How much right. more would your company be growing if this person had an incentive to help it grow rather than just maintaining their status quo? Exactly. It's just another I, I don't. Mindset. I don't Clearly. build positions that are really working with me on any kind of major level that don't have a piece of the back end involved because all of us you know, want to build a better business. We want to reach more people. And everybody should be, re from my viewpoint, everybody should be rewarded for helping to do that. Absolutely. You know, and, but we'll all way. win bigger because we're right. all invested in the outcome. Right. So, one, there's plenty for everybody, and the win is bigger when you expand the way that it's going to... When it, a triple win is bigger than a single win. Right. That's an easy way to look at it. There you go. And it only makes sense that if everybody's winning, then you've got the synergies, you've got the collaboration, you've got three or four people instead of one who right. are f consciously focused on the same result. Well, how much how much faster, how much more efficiently, uh, how much more effectively are you going to reach that result if everybody on a given team is focused on the same outcome? You're, you, we all know it's going to be faster. Yes, so then we can actually create peace on earth. How about that? Well, there we go. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I mean, well, and that that's a whole other topic, but it raises the question, if we're all part of humanity, now yeah. we're wandering into another world, because I have this global program I work with, Youth 16 to 25. We're doing, if I can just plug that for a second, we're doing sure. our first Global Conscious World Day on October 18, 2014, and what we're going to be doing is I'm interviewing youth, uh, that are doing things to uplift humanity, and then I'm going to uh, showcase them and broadcast those interviews on October 18th and name one of them the Conscious World Youth Leader for 2014. Uh, awesome. Because I both want to honor them and I want to put examples out in the world, not just for youth but for adults of people who are doing things that you know should should get praise should get honor because they're taking and spending their time making this a better world i want everyone to be thinking well what could i be doing because the truth is every one of us can make this a better world and i think it's our obligation absolutely as members of society that the world should be if the world is better off because each one of us were here how much better will this world get more quickly right exactly you know Beautiful. which, which raises questions like if a third of the world uh, which we don't like to talk about. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, it's not so polite. But a third of the world doesn't have water, doesn't right. have electricity, doesn't have food on a daily basis. Right. Now, Crazy. ask yourself a practical question. If that third of the world had food and water and electricity on a daily basis, first of all, what kind of world would this be if all those people who are not contributing 
because all they, you know, if we look at Maslow's, they're at the hierarchical bottom. They're just trying not to die before tomorrow. That's the truth. But what if they were thriving? How much more would the world be thriving? Not just individuals would be thrive, but the whole country they live in would thrive, and the whole world would thrive at more levels. And that's why I go, it's only practical that everybody should be thriving. It's only practical. Amen. The world is just a better place. I mean, you're not worse off. You're better off when everybody else around you is thriving. That's it. There's plenty for everybody, really. Right. It's true. Right. It's all about adding value, right. and that starts with identifying what we started, uh, what we talked about at the beginning of this uh, recording, is that it it all begins with that true north of your deeper passion and that difference you want to make and your strengths and how you put that into your business and out into the world. And when you do that, you're adding value, and there's more wealth that's created. Yes, absolutely. Perfect. JV, we, we've got, we've, that was a fast hour. It was a fast hour, but I want to tell you how honored I am uh, that you asked me to be on the show and what fun this has been and how much I've enjoyed it. So I really want to thank you for uh, allowing me to be here. Well, thank you, JV. I've really enjoyed it, too. I really, the conversation is just marvelous and and what I love to talk about. And and so we'll 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 do it again, and maybe you could just... Let everybody know your your free gift and how they sure can the free contact. gift is is conscious millionaire the formula for creating wealth we've been talking about it a number of times during this call and all you need to do is go to consciousmillionaire dot com forward slash radio and you can download it and then you're going to get access to my book club one hundred percent free. I want to give that to you so you, there's 17 videos in there that are instructional videos that take you through how to take the coachings and the information uh, that's in the book and begin to apply it to your business and your life, and it shows you specifically how to do it, and it has downloads for you. It has audios. It has PDFs. Now, all of that's 100% free. I just want to give that to you. Wow, that's really generous. That's very nice, really. Thank you. And well, thank you. And um, so, again, that's, what's the location? That will be at consciousmillionaire.com backslash radio, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And for those of you that want to get in touch with me to find out about the safe money strategies and how to be prepared for pre-retirement, you can reach out to me at Chris, K-R-I-S, at Ready for Pre-Retirement. Stop by my site ready for pre-retirement. There's a free article on the three myths of financial planning. There's a workbook you can download that will give you a little step-by-step instructions of what you need to organize and things that you need to do to learn about. Um, and again, JV, it's been a really, really pleasure to talk to you today and, and wish you many blessings. Well, thank you very much. And again, thanks for having me on your show. All right. Found out you can't take curve at 85. My whole life flashed before my eyes. I braced myself to leave this world behind. As a million questions raced across my mind Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? Did I matter? From that moment I became a brand new me With the golden ticket to a better destiny and I told my heart there'll never come a day When I'd have to search inside of me and say Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? 
Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? can be a voice of inspiration and my story finds you well cause when the curtain falls there ain't no second chances and you don't want to ask yourself did I live did I love did I matter to someone did I give everything I had to give did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? Did I matter? Did I matter?